มานามานะเตมานามานะเตเตเตมานามานะเตเตเตเตHello and welcome to Lockdown. How we laugh, season four. We have today's very special guest, Mikey Collins, aka Mikey Motion. Ah,、uh, I was going to say former DJ. That's me. I'm a former DJ. He's still a DJ, and now he does comedy. Yeah,、uh, he's been really busy on the circuit in Glasgow, and we kicked a lot in the fringe together. And he's been、yeah. busier than me、um, coming out of, coming out of the fringe. So now I basically hate him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you jealous bastard! <laughs> That's how it works. You know, I know, mate. I know. Jimmy,、uh, I, I've noticed that your your name is、uh, Jimmy, right? Aye, aye. But it's J I M I, Jimmy Longshanks. Now, what was that all about? This, <laughs> why why not? Right? Why is that after Jimmy Hendrix? Or... It was when I was at school. Aye, aye. Right. So were you originally J I M M Y? I was. Plus, I was Glaswegian. Aye, aye. So I had to, I had to do something aye, to fucking debate this Glaswegian Jimmy thing. I like it, mate. It's 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 a wee bit different for the norm. There's too many Jimmys. You're a you're a you're a Jimmy, but you're a a Jimmy, a Jimmy. So well done, mate. Congratulations for that. Yeah. Well, I don't know, mate. My, my excuse for it is that it's been since school. Do you know what I mean?、Right. I was I was a school、That's、child when I when I decided to drop the M Y and put an I. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nice, I like it, mate. Like、yeah, so, it. so how are you doing today, Mikey? Man, how's things? Yeah,、uh, just feeling fat and tired, mate. Yeah,、mm. uh, I just I feel as if I'm just I can't stop eating now, mate. I'm putting on too much weight. I I've stopped exercising. I'm fucking. I'm I'm up to three, four in the morning, and I'm and I'm I'm sleeping at eleven, twelve, one. This is the earliest I've been up. What time is it? It's eleven o'clock. This is the earliest I've been up in a few weeks, and I'm 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 starting to hate myself for it, mate. I I've got a real problem. I've got a problem with the with the fast food, mate. It's a it's an addiction. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not even kidding on me. It's I I I feel fucking bad. I'm like a real fast food junk. Like I like a real junkie, but just with fast food. <laughs> I want that、right. as well, man. Like I don't. I've got really bad with McDonald's and stuff like that since lockdown. Aye. I think it was there was a combination of things. Right. It was first of all that there was no fast food for a while. There was、Aye. only like just eat maybe occasionally, you know, for the first couple of months, and then they started、yep. opening McDonald's and KFC, you know, again.、Aye. And then as soon as they were open, they were like, "Oh, that's right, man! McDonald's is fucking open. The KFC is open. It's going <laughs> round." Do you know what I mean? But me and Lorraine、Aye. were going there as well. But also as well, right? Like the, the first time I ever heard Lorraine's daughter's voice in there、right. was when she phoned her up. We were in Helensburgh, and she phoned up asking for twenty quid, <laughs> and she's had to stop the car, right, and fucking and go into a bank, know it, and give her twenty quid. And I went. I just went like that. So what was the money for? And Lorraine's phone done. She went. What was the money for? And then Des went. McDonald's. And hung up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and it、man. became a running joke. Right, it became a running joke. We're going like McDonald's. And then I'm like, you're not fancy a McDonald's. <laughs> Aye. I I just honestly I can't stop eating, mate. It's like I'm, I'm alright during the day, right? I actually I done Ramadan, right? I done Ramadan, the last Ramadan there, not for any religious release reasons or anything like that, just because I just wanted to try it and I wanted to try and lose some weight. And I done, I done, I went beyond Ramadan. I, I went the whole, <laughs> I went the whole way. I, 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 I passed everybody else and kept going. So <laughs> that's, that's, of, that's like a Mad Max beyond Thunderdome, Mad Mikey beyond Ramadan. Beyond Ramadan. <laughs> <laughs> 
all my pals are like, what, are you actually doing Ramadan? I, I'm like, I am fucking doing Ramadan. Do you know what I mean? I've got some Asian pals and I, I, oh, I yeah. overlapped them, man. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, and I felt good. It, it was it was good for my mind. It was good You're for... You're talking about like fucking somebody out of four lines. Call yourself a Muslim. I've been doing Ramadan <laughs> three months, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that, that, that's what it was like. But after Ramadan, I've just no stopped eating. Uh, I just, honestly, I, I just, I just... It's like I'm all right during the day. I don't eat a lot during the day, but at night time I'm like, right, what am I getting? And I get that we fo- I've got a big fat man's voice in my head, right? And it <laughs> I'm just from my food. And it's like it's like a real junkie. Honestly, it's like a real like a real junkie. And then I just get that as soon as I think right, a, a kebab, a munchie box, a pizza, whatever it is. But I don't just get a munchie box or a, a kebab or a pizza. Oh, I get yeah. a pizza. And a kebab or a munchie box and a pizza, and I eat it all, and then I sit and feel horrible after it, and I can't move. And I'm like, oh, man, why, why did I do that? And, and I wake up in the morning, like, shaking and all that. And like a real junkie, mate. It's, it's disgusting, man. But I'm trying my hardest to try and stop it. Like last night, I swore to myself, like, this is the last, this is the last Chinese I'm getting, this is the last Chinese I'm getting. And it was chips, rice, curry sauce, everything, mate. Just a lot, just everything. And I ate every bit of it. I'm sitting myself, <laughs> eating oil, licking the plate, not even washing it, just putting it straight back in the cupboard. <laughs> oh, man. But you don't think that's like a recovery thing, I know? Because you've, you've gave up drinking all that and drugs and all the rest aye. of it a year ago, wasn't it? Well, aye, well, 11 months ago, aye. 11 months ago. So nearly a whole, whole year sober. But I, it just, I, I think it is just an addiction thing. Aye. It's like, it doesn't really matter, like... You know, if you get a nice munch, a nice bit of grub, you know your endorphins are going to start popping, right? And oh, yeah. you feel good. You feel. You, I mean, it's just comfort. It's just comforting yourself. If you feel shit, you're like, oh, I could go to something really nice to eat. You get oh, it. Man. You feel amazing for like ten minutes, and then you feel like complete shit. <laughs> and that's exact. That's just the same as taking cocaine or taking taking <laughs> eckies or anything else. It's the same thing. But do you want to know what's worse for me? What? Fast food, mate. Fast food. <laughs> it's it's like that's that is the most challenging thing for me. I, I gave up the cocaine, eckies, <laughs> booze, everything else that I was taking, uh-huh. and I gave and and it it was quite a struggle. But no, the, the the level I'm at just now, I would I would never I just I would never drink again. I'm I'm completely after uh-huh. life. Like I said, appetizer is my swag. Right? <laughs> I'm coffee and fags, man. It's it's beautiful. I'm after fags. I'm after everything. But the hardest thing for me is fast food, mate. I just, I, I, I it's just, it's too hard to come off it. it you, the, the withdrawals you get, and then you, I kid myself on. I'm like, right, I, I went a day without phoning <laughs> something, and then I'm like, it's all right. It's just one. Much. It's only fucking food, but it's 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 poison. It's poison. <laughs> it's a toxic. It's I know it's worse. It's worse than fucking gear. It's worse than honestly. It just it's it's and it's making me feel really really crap. I think I think the addict's mentality as well. You're like even after you've stopped the coke and the drugs and the fucking the, the drink and all the rest of it, man. You're still chasing something that's at least a wee bit harmful. Aye, De- well definitely, mate. I- I'm yeah. trying to like the stage for me now. That's my new eckies, right? The stage Aye. is my. It always was a rush like, with the DJ and everything, and then obviously then stand up. It was like 
when you have a good set and you come off, you know yourself, there's no feeling like it. Aye. And you buzz and you rush and it takes me a few days to come down for that. Aye. And when I, and when I come down, I crash, man. And I feel quite shit. I've, I've been feeling quite shit for the past, I'd say, four or five days. Like, no depressed, but I'm like, what's the matter with me? What's wrong with me? Uh, I, f- I don't feel right. I don't, and I, I've been kind of distancing myself with some pals, my my dad and all that. I just and I'm, I'm just t- turning into a wee bit of a loner. But the reason is, is because I, I was gigging for like fucking three, four weeks solid. Near enough, uh, I gig every night, a day half, and then I was still buzzing with the, the night before. And then I, I, I had a, a, a five days there. <laughs> Sorry, when you say that, when you say that day off, like, when you're that busy, like, during the fringe, you're quite smug about your day off, and you're like, what's the case? I've got a wee day for myself today, no gigs. And I'm so happy, I'm so happy that I don't have a gig. That's what it's like. I'm away for some fast food. I'm a day off. I'm a day off, a wee day off, my big fucking lonely day off. But you get a week off and you think the entire industry's turned against you. I know, man. No, that's it. Blacklisted me, mate. That, that's what it feels like, man. I'm like, how's he get? How's he get a gig? How's he playing? How's she playing? And, I, I, and I'm no, but it's, it's you need that. You need that time. But see, because I, I didn't even realise until I thought about it. I'm like, that's how I feel. Shit. It's because I've come down, and then I need to get back on the stage to get that feeling and that buzz back. And it's no, and I can't do it Aye. because. I've not got a gig, and then you, and I'm buzz. I'm looking forward to the, you know, the next gigs. But that that's how I've been feeling quite shit. So I realised now that I, I just want to be on the stage fucking every night now. I just every, <laughs> I, right. So you just any chance I get, like anything on the train, on the bus, what, you know, anybody. I'm just standing in the shops, doing a fucking shop gig in the queue, trying stuff out, getting kicked out the shops. The <laughs> Some material for me, just mind if I try my new material, guys. Just like, what the fuck? That's minsk. Aye, fuck off. You're bad for the last time. Aye, I just just want to be on the stage constantly, man. Aye, man, it's a fuck it, some buzz, man. And the fringe as well was just amazing this year, man. I mean, I guess we were like two two or three times before the fringe, but I didn't really get to know you and talk to you and all that until the fringe, man. Aye, until the, the uh, actually met you in person, had a good chat with you in that. Aye. I realised I realised you're you, you're a you're a good cunt, you know what I mean? Aye. What you're your sound, <laughs> your sound is a pound. Um and it was it was it was nice to meet you. The French for me there was amazing because it was my first time doing the Aye. French. And uh ever since I was a wee boy, I wanted to be <laughs> the French, you know. But no, do, do you want to know what it was? Do you want to know what it was? I don't know if I, I I spoke to you about this. I can't really remember, but when I was when I was a wee guy, um, my auntie and uncle, right, are for Leaf, right. So they all stayed in right, Leaf right. Walk. So the last two weeks every kind of summer holidays, um, me and my brother would go and stay through in Edinburgh for the last two weeks with my auntie and uncle and my, my big cousin as well. She had her own house with her, her boyfriend, so we. Uh, stayed between the two of them but right. every day was walks so I was very familiar with the fringe uh, I knew yeah. that, uh, uh, since I was a wee boy I knew what the fringe was and it was just a big fucking street uh, uh, lunatics man <laughs> oh look what I'm doing like, oh. like fucking people trying to do curb tricks and people juggling machetes naked almost on fucking ladders <laughs> all that shit 
and since I have been a wee boy, I've been quite a bit of a fucking a bit of a lonely, right? A bit of a wacky monster. <laughs> and my mom and dad always told me, they always say, look, you need to beat the fringe. I'm telling you. And all the sketches I used to do, and I always, always kind of knew deep down it was going to happen. It was just a matter of like, when yeah. is it going to happen? And then obviously after all the COVID stuff and all that, and any chance I was getting for that for the fringe there, I was like, right, any, I'm jumping on anything here. And it just so happens. Uh, it was Bob Walsh. What a guy. What a fucking I know, he's guy, fucking man. Guys, we're on the show. It was on the show season three, man. We're going to get him back on to talk about the fringe. I'll need to listen to that episode, man. Yeah. But I seen him posting that he was having a fringe show. And um, basically, as soon as he, I seen the, the post must have been up for like 30 seconds and I emailed him straight away. And he got back to me straight away and he asked for a video. And I sent him a video and I sent him my, my, my YouTube link. And he came back and he said they sat and watched like, most of my videos. And he was like, I like this one, I like that one. So not a lot of people do that because they, that, they just, you know, if you send somebody a video, like, sometimes they don't even get back to you. Aye. So so when, it, when when Bob get back to me and says, look, I can give you these nights or these nights, I'm like, fucking hell, man. So many. And I ended up Aye. having to cut it down to three or four nights because I was busy doing other things. Aye. So when I... When I found out I was doing it, it was like I watched some of his videos on on YouTube, and it was the wrong comedy. It was like blue, Larry, sweary in your face, offensive comedy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> That's perfect for me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so everything that I done, I mean, a lot of that stuff that I done, that was kind of new stuff. Some of it was not tried before, and I practiced like fuck in my house just the way the set flowed and everything. Oh, yeah, but. It went well, man. I, nah, I'm no, really happy. Amazing, I'm really, really happy. Well, uh, I done the improv provocateur. Is it provocateur? Provocateur with Alex Lee, my eye, eye. Alex Lee. So, at the first day of the fringe for me, I wasn't performing. I, I just went through to see Tubbs because aye, he aye. was he was on that. So it was good to catch up with Tubbs. Shout out to Tubbs, man. I miss you. <laughs> um, but I went through to catch him, and I watched the show, improv show, uh, for people that are. Last, I know you know what it is, but ah, it's yeah. basically the Alex Leem's the host. You've got three comedians. It's all the stuffs the rounds based on um, the crowd suggestions. So you need to kind of make up stuff on the spot, different rounds and all that. So I was myself uh, after I watched Tubbs doing it. Tubbs fucking blew me away. Ah, he really was fucking amazing. Show, I was like, he was so amazing. Good. And all like that, he was a really Tubbs, good performer was, as well. Was, he was really a supportive performer. As well. That's, well, that, that I had never ever done improv before I, I, until that, and one of the main things that I learned about improv and when I was watching a lot of stuff because if I'm going to do something, if I get booked to do something, I've never done it before, I obsess over it and I just Aye. sit and watch like three or four days solid worth of videos on YouTube to try and kind of educate myself on it. What it did say was an improv, you need the more helpful you are and the nicer you are. Aye. and helping your partner the better the material because when you and I, I'm sure that's what Tubbs was doing Aye, definitely because, but, 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 but because when he when he was doing it it's like it's, it's almost as if he's, he's, he's not trying to shoot you down and be better than you or be funnier than you because that just doesn't work it just makes Aye. you look like a dick what he was doing was he was being nice and 
and and being really funny, but spurring you to be funny as well, so that Aye. the two the two people are equally as funny and everybody's laughing. But when Alex Lean put a post up as well saying, um, "I've got somebody uh, drop out," I jumped straight on it and I went. And that whole day, I was I was really shaking myself because I'm mm. like, I've never done this before. What if I bomb? What if I go up and it's just flustered? But I went up and I just switched on and 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 I, I was just like. The way Tubbs was, the two are bouncing off each other, and I won it, and I got a certificate, <laughs> and it's framed already. I'm looking at it the new. Um, and so this See, is we, the same we that This is a team thing, and this is all great. And then running away, going, "I fucking won, you bastards! Oh, get up, get it, roundies!" <laughs> but but do you want do you want to know what? Right? See why I was playing the game. I was like, I'm quite good at this to myself, and then. <laughs> Right, and I was and I was enjoying making people laugh because it was obviously that is the name of the game, right? But it's totally different for stand up because you kind of use your material. It's basically based on what they're saying. But when I went up and done it, I I just felt this is fucking cool, man. I like this. And then when it was getting shouted out at the end when they were announcing who came in third place, not before I shouted out, I'm like to myself, I've won this. I've won this. And I shouted my name and I was like, yeah, fucking buzzing. And I was, I'm like, yeah, here we go. Something I'm to fucking... That. Have you ever seen the fucking the Roots Maneuver video for Witness the Fitness? You know, it's no, a Witness the Fitness, one hope, one quest. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh man, it's an old fucking, it's an old like, hip hop, uh, an early kind of grime video. And he's, right. he's, he's, got, he's going back to his school to judge the fucking school sports day. Like he's supposed right. to be a judge in the, the school sports day, but what he instead does right. is fucking enter all the competitions in the primary kids, like in fucking <laughs> egg and spoon race and all that. Right. <laughs> and he grabs, he grabs a trophy and he's on the way going, ah, fucking yes, man. And all the teachers are like, holy fuck, man. That, that was me. <laughs> that was me. First thing I done was fucking run, <laughs> run for the, what, 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 what venue was Improv Procurator? Kilderkin. Well, Kilderkin. As soon as I won it, I ran for there to the pound shop to buy a frame <laughs> for my fucking certificate. <laughs> Swear to God. Well, like, yeah, it's man. Couldn't wait to tell my dad. Couldn't wait to tell my dad. Couldn't wait to tell my granny. I showed my granny. She's like, can I keep that soon? I was like, <laughs> no. No. It's me. <laughs> it's a trophy, man. You know what I mean? But it's funny. But the fringe. Uh, you're talking about that. I can't realise doing improv because I, I fucking sucked at it, man. I mean, I got some laughs and stuff, Aye. but I couldn't really let myself go. Mm. You know, and I think I realised doing it how much I can. I slow as I am, like obsessing over my fucking material and all that. And it's Aye. in an, an environment like that, it's it's no great. It's something I need to work on. Aye, I mean, I kind of, I'm like you as well, mate. With that, I, I'm nervous with some shit and. I, I, I mean, I think all stand-up comics are the most nervous people you'll ever meet in your life, and why do we do it? I don't know. I really don't know, but <laughs> see, when that whole day before I went on to that, right, I was fucking really shitting myself. I ended up started smoking that day. I swear to God, I hadn't smoked in like 11 months, and I, I took up smoking because I was so nervous. And... I, 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 I mean, I don't think I looked nervous to, to anybody, but in oh, deep yeah. inside my head, and I was like, fuck, why am I doing this again? Remind, try to, 
what right but when i went up and done it and just tried to hide the nervousness and i was trying to be as quick as i could be with everything once nice. i switched that on while i was up there i felt amazing and when i came off and i won that i was like <laughs> ah! this is why i do it this is it this is it I think I think like what I was saying, like, a lot of it's to do with the, the, the supportive sort of attitude of Tubbs, especially because Tubbs, Tubbs Aye. been amazing there. And also Alex Lean just sets up such a great gig and room. And it, it, it yeah. just and, and the people that were coming every night, he was turning away like 15, 20 people at least every night. Aye, every night it was packing, it was full. As you said, watching Tubbs doing that inspired mm. me to do it because I love Tubbs, right? In, in the times we've, we've gigged together, I don't know, man. He just, if, if he's ever up before me and I just Aye. see him doing it, his stuff, <laughs> I'm like, right, I'm going to go and do that as well. So it's a wee bit inspirational for him because, I mean, when, he, when, I, when, I, when I watched him doing it, I just thought, right, I can do that as well. I'm the same, I'm cut for the same cloth as Tubbs. I know I can go up and do that as well. And it was, it was just like switching a button on. Honestly, it was like so nervous, so shiting it, so why to run away to just pressing a wee button in my head and just doing it. Aye, man. You know? But I think it's well, because going back to Tubbs as well, man, I, I'd actually only done like two gigs in the Fringe before. I'd went for one day and I went on another day when I wasn't even performing 2019. Yeah. Right. And I just felt like a fucking amoeba. Like it just, it was just a, it wasn't, I mean, it was nice to have done a gig at the Fringe, you know, like a couple of years ago. But uh, actually, Tubbs was on that gig. That was the first right. time I ever met him, and then I'd done Red Robin a couple of months after that. And then I don't think I'd actually gig with him until the Fringe this year, and ended up doing about fucking right. six gigs with him, man. So it was, uh, it was, it was, it was like pure. We were acting as if we were fucking, we were Peter Kay or some shit, do you know what I mean? I remember how we started, <laughs> and it's like, you started two years ago, yeah, mad prick, you're doing a gig in Kilderkin. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like you're, you're no, well, you're no bit of Ferrari yet. Aye, but, but we actually mate, felt as if, look how far we've come. Like. <laughs> aye, but well, well, this is it, mate. Like, that's definitely a big milestone for me doing my first fringe and getting that out the road. Aye. And like, I, I put a big fucking long soppy sentimental post on Facebook, <laughs> right? I was doing that every night, like, man. Just the same, man. Just to let like, people, because a lot of people want to know what's going on, and I like to tell people what's going on, right? Aye, aye. Not to rub it in MD's face, but. It's to look back on, and, and plus it, it, to show people, look, this is what I'm doing. Uh, come and see me, Aye. right? Th this is what I'm doing, the new man. Fucking, you know, it's good. Come, come, come and see me. But it was a big milestone for me doing it. Like I said, when I was a wee guy, I always wanted to do it, and I knew it was going and I done it. And for 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 the way it went, the whole time was just brilliant. Like like you said, uh, Alex Lee was turning uh, a lot of people away. I think everybody was because. Aye. There was the same amount of people in Edinburgh coming to visit the place, up the castle, you know, all the ghost walk, all that shit was all pumping up and down the Royal Mile, but there wasn't as many shows on, so everything was packing and people were getting turned away, people were disappointed. Just to be part of it, and, 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 and meeting guys like yourself, I met so many cool people that Aye. I'll probably stay in contact with forever, and it's like, it was just a good, brilliant time. Because a lot of people can turn around and say, people that have been in the game 20, 30 years can turn around and say, the first year I done the fringe was awful, it was shite, it, it didn't go well. But but for, for for you and me, for that fringe there, it turned around to people and say, it was amazing. Uh, I it learned was so much. Absolutely amazing. Uh, 
I mean, I was kind of conscious of what I was saying about the posts and all that, doing it every night. And I was literally posting every night because I was trying to post Aye. pictures of the day before every night, but I ended up like, about a week behind. Aye. But, um, Aye, that's right. Like, it, it was just, and I felt as if, you know, that way that people must think, I look at that rookie, pure loving it, but it was, it really felt different. Like, because it didn't, it, we've had 18 months of lockdown, it wasn't yeah. expected to really happen. We thought mm-hmm. there wasn't going to be anybody at the shows, and then it just, Fucking pure took off, man. It was popping, mate. It was yeah. really popping, man. That, that that's like me as well. Just it just felt really good. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Every and just the full. I, I love Edinburgh, right? A lot. People get a lot of stick. I just I, I, I love it. And just Aye, even some of the days I went, I was just walking about myself. I was I was going through early. I was getting the the the, the off peak train ticket. Eleven quid yeah. a day. So I was up early and I was doing a lot of walking. I had my, my walk. Where is my watch, in fact? <laughs> no one anyway. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was doing a lot of walking, man, getting my steps in. I walked up to the fucking castle every day, got a cone, fucking ice cream on my beard, walking about, fucking... I loved it, man. Everything about it. I was getting into wee pubs and I was doing a bit of writing. Um, and I was getting inspiration. I was, honestly, every day oh, I just yeah. felt funny as fuck because I was at the fringe. I was like, whoa, yeah. look at that. Oh, there, oh, writing stuff. And I did, I was getting into a wee pub. What was it called? Um, fuck. No, the Deacon Brody, another one. Just, it was on the corner. But I was getting into the, the, the one, the one uh, the, on Royal Mile. Aye, but there's another one up for that. I can't remember the name of it, man. But I was going in there every day and I was had a ritual. I was going in and I was ordering um, non-alcoholic Heineken's and it's and I was having a kind of laugh with a bar woman. I was trying to fucking fire into her, right? But I didn't get anywhere. <laughs> but I was like, oh, she's like, oh, he's back. Oh, I'm like, That's me. I'm like, the non-alcoholic, alcoholic, here we go. <laughs> but I mean, then I was uh, I was writing wee jokes and I wrote a joke in there and I showed her it and she was, love- she, she was laughing. It was... Uh, I said I'm 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 I've been off the booze um for eleven months, but I can't stop drinking Heineken, non-alcoholic Heineken. I've turned into the non-alcoholic alcoholic. So yeah. I've been sitting in a pub all day, uh, drinking non-alcoholic beers. So after my ninth pint, I went off my tenth, and the bar woman says, "Look, I can't serve you anymore. You you've had enough." <laughs> I said, "How?" I said, "Because you've just pissed yourself." <laughs> yeah. So she loved that. I still didn't get my hole. Still didn't get her number. But I'll be back next year. Hopefully she still works there. Hopefully I'll, I'll get in, you know. It's because you brought up that image. Yes. It never actually happened, but you brought up the image. I pushed myself. <laughs> aye, that's, the I did, I that. that's the only reason. When I was at the Fringe, um, some of the stuff I wrote in that pub, I used at the Fringe. Aye, aye. And it was, and it, and it was. Uh, obviously, I'd never tried it before. I'd never tested it out. But I, I just like um, I wrote a few jokes and I, I put them up on Facebook. Uh, actually, I was going to say that I remember reading that, but the, the pissed myself joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I wrote the the guy with the steak pie as well. Aye. The German, I was like a German shepherd. I can't remember, but it, it was a quite a long post, a long joke, but. But I wrote the the was the, the R. Kelly in um, Afghanistan joke, <laughs> which which was which was, 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 was right for the time, <laughs> right for the time, right? Actually, you know, 
I wrote it that morning in that pub and I tried it that night and the reaction I got was amazing. I, was I know, like, I remember. Yes, man. It, it, it was a good reaction and it had like three kind of wee tags off it and they worked as well. But I, I tried, I was like, right, it's still relevant because people, have, everybody's seen the video of the, the, the Afghanistan's <laughs> jump with the plane, right, and falling for the plane. So I'm like, right, it's going to work. So I tried it three or four times after and it worked every time. And then I tried it last week at this gig I done, right? It was um in Bishop Briggs. It was a uh, it was the place was full, man. It was it was like it was probably about 250 people there, maybe 300 oh. people. And um I opened with that and it just kind of bombed, man. <laughs> people, I don't think it bombed, right? <laughs> I think it was like people were scared to laugh. I'm like, oh, come on, fuck <laughs> you, man. It's a belter. Come on. I fucking slays at the fringe, man. You've got a comedy crowd. <laughs> right, right. And that's, that's what happened. I just moved on to the rest of the stuff and the gig went well, man. But that was a bit... I don't know, man. I, I, I was questioning myself whether I should even have used it because I was like, am I allowed to say that? And I'm like, fuck it, I'm saying it. <laughs> And I sent that video, to, I got the, the video, I clipped it out, so it was like my first opening minute, aye, so I've sent that, that to some bookers and they've been like, right, you gave me the gig for it, do you know what I, I mean? Passion. So, so it works, it's funny, funny you mentioned that, one of my favourite um, videos is one of my, I must have been like something like my 12th gig or something like that, and it was at Wild Cabaret with Janie Godley, like right. she introduces me, and I've been yeah. a couple of acts that kind of died in her arse before me, mm-hmm. so... When my set ended, at the, end of the, at the end of the set, she goes, that's how you do it. And that's how the video ends, right? And I, I, right. I, I'm watching last week because obviously Jenny's had a bit of trouble with the past tweets and all that. Do you know what I mean? It's I think yep. it's unfair that she's been called to account for, um, for something that was clearly a joke and happened a long time ago and really is lost to the mists of time until some fucker pulls it up and tries to get you cancelled. But anyway... I'm watching all that, feeling bad for Jenny, and I literally, my probably second thought was, I wonder if that video still worked. <laughs> <laughs> How does this affect me? Do you know what I mean? Like, I know what you mean. See, the thing is, right, um, with that Jane, with the Jenny Godley thing, right, I don't really, I've never met her or anything like that, but I do uh, think she's, she's, she's talented as fuck. And oh, yeah, man, she's she's, great. she's a good comic, she's an amazing writer and all that, and a lot of people... Don't like her, right? But that everybody's got that. I know Aye. I've got that. Everybody, I, I, there's comedians I don't like. There's no everybody. No everybody's going to love you, right? If you're a comedian, if you're putting yourself out there and you're doing anything in life, you're going to get people that like you, people that love you, people that don't like you, people that hate you, right? It's a big fucking split down the middle. So, I mean, see, I'm when got fascist dictator style of comedy where everybody must love me or I'll go in a major huff. <laughs> See, that, that, that's like me as well, mate. But you need to, and that's, you need to accept the fact that no, no everybody's gone. And then if you, if you get over that fact and you accept that fact, then when people don't like you, you do that right. That's just the people that don't like me. They don't get it, right? I Aye. mean, take Lemmy, right? Lemmy. Aye. Lemmy will make me great, right? And just a daft, we stupid wee videos. I know he's not Disney Day stand-up, but he's, he's comedy, and he puts out loads of sketches, and you know you know what Lemmy is, right? But there's a load of people that fucking hate him. Aye. People that I know who are funny people, and they get annoyed with him because they're like, that's not funny. And I'm like, I it fucking is. <laughs> How do you know? Get, they just don't get it. So there's always going to be 
people that get you, people that don't. But back to the Janie thing, a lot of people, what, what I've seen with, with, with videos, it's just all hate she's getting. And then right. the odd person's kind of sticking up for her. Because, see, at the end of the day, see, see it's the thing she said, I, I, every, every single fucking person has said it, right? Aye. I, I, I know I'm terrified. If I get any bigger, who, I mean, I've got, a, I've got an old Facebook account that I can't, <laughs> it's still active. <laughs> and I can't get into it to shut it down, right? Right, right. I genuinely remember the summer shit I was talking about. <laughs> or, or, or posts I've said because that's for fucking 2008. <laughs> right? So there's shit out there, I would say, for everybody. But it's no bit, I mean, look at Frankie Boyle and that as well, right? Yeah, Some yeah. of the stuff he said, but it's for comedy reasons, which was like hers as well. But see, because she's into the, what do you call it, like the kind of politics side. Like of the that that's why people are saying, "Oh, that's no good enough." Bringing up the past, and it's it's all the cancel culture shit, and it's all the look at me, oh look at she said, it's bullshit, man. It's fucking bullshit. And com, I mean, comedy's in a place the new where you need to watch what you're saying. If you're a comedian and you're saying something, you need to watch what you're saying, and you need to be clever about how you say it. Yeah. Because if I mean, look at all the I think, I think it's in really America just, and just, stuff. You just like, kind of touched on the the, the major issue there. Which I don't I don't want to say Jenny invited the trouble, but she did enter the political arena in a big way. Aye. And that it, it, it bit her fucking hard. And that's that's why as comedians we need to basically be apolitical. Aye, I know. You know, I, I don't like I don't I don't know enough about politics to even talk about it in my sets or anything like that. That's one thing I'll never speak of it. See all the Brexit shit and all that. Right. I see, it was getting to a point where I was going out to live comedy and seeing comedians, and as soon as they mentioned Brexit, my eyes were just rolling out the back of my head and fucking, I just wanted to leave the place, because it was, I don't know why it was getting a laugh, right? like, oh, Brexit, like, oh, Brexit, no, <laughs> fuck up, anything today we put, if it's funny, right? If it's if it's like politics, then maybe I because it's it's everybody's going to sort of get it. Everybody's on the bus and everybody knows it's happening. But I don't. Are you can you still hear me? Aye, aye. It's just you. You're cutting it a wee bit, but it's basically all right, man. Right, right. Okay, I'm back. I'm back in the room. In the room <laughs> right. But if it's causing the politics, politics, man. Even the Zoom's tuning out. <laughs> nobody wants to listen to it, right? We get it rammed down our fucking throat, shoved in our eyes, up our ass every day in the news, Facebook. I don't want to hear about that. Tell me about your life. Tell me about how fat you are. Tell me about how tiny your dick is. But I mean, well, that's that's just me, right? But, <laughs> but, it's, it's true, but it's in the same token as well. You, you can get too personal. I think there's been times with comedy I've been too personal. Do you know what I, I mean? And it, it, it becomes masturbatory, man. You're just on there on stage beating up on yourself and people just don't want to see it, you know? Well, this is it. When I started doing comedy, I was like very hard manish, right? I was kind of taking my the way I kind of used to be into comedy and I, I, I just, it, it was funny, I suppose, but a lot of people probably didn't get it. I mean, right. Viv G said it to me. Uh, I went, I went, I done, I done a ton of gigs and then I went and done Viv G's class and I went up and I, I done a, a gig in Glee and it was good. It went well, but I came off no feeling great about it and I hadn't spoke to Viv in about 
maybe about nine 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 months or something through through the lockdown and all that. And then I had a big gig coming up, the Laugh in the Park, and I wanted to run my set by her. It was a 15 minute, so yeah. I done a Zoom like this. And when I started straight away after that, she was like, what the fuck? She's like, you, when you started to now, your set's completely different. It's all self-deprecating. Right? When I started, I was talking about how many birds I've shagged and all that, and just like a pure shagger mentality. <laughs> Aye, right, so I was talking about um, basically the start of my comedy. It was just like, I was basically talking about how many birds I'd shagged and just, it probably didn't come across well with some people. The people that knew my sort of persona on Facebook would have been loving it, but right. people that didn't, that seen me for the first time, would be like, who's this fucking wee creep with a moustache talking <laughs> about shagging everybody? That's the way I must have come across. And then when I went, and done the Zoom with, with Viv to run her my, my 15 minutes, started talking, and she was like, whoa, that's fucking really good, and you're all self-deprecating now, you've completely changed, and what the fuck, where did all this come from? I says, it came from me becoming sober and realising that the way I used to act, the kind of hard man, the, the wee man syndrome sort of thing, Aye. growing up in gangs and all that shit, that, that, that always kind of stayed with me. I'm, like, I'm 34, I've got a daughter, that that's a past life that's like 20 odd years ago. Yeah. Why have I still got that heat on? And then it then it just pure came through my comedy. And I was like, nobody wants to see a show off on the stage bragging about stuff. People want to see somebody that, that bad stuff's happening to them. They want to see people their frustration. <laughs> they want to feel your pain and laugh at it. Pain, <laughs> aye. So that and then and I started talking about all this shit. And it went for me telling people I've got a no bad size dick to telling everybody my dick is actually fucking tiny man <laughs> right and just running with that and just having different bits about different parts of my body and <laughs> going with it like, like I, I, I hate being a C cup size bra right? <laughs> and then running with that I'm, I'm just gutted my dick's not big enough to give myself a diddy ride so all, 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 all that stuff was kind of kind of kind of came in it and, yeah. and, then, and then I just felt much better about it I'm like right that's a real comedy now I kind of know I've got material. I, all the stuff I don't like about myself, I can show that to people and I can get it out. And it's a way I, it's good for the mind, man. Aye, totally, man. It's, it's very cathartic, man. And, and Viv G is, is, is just a great teacher. Viv G is a really good amazing. teacher. She, she gave me a few lessons last year in Zoom, uh, about, about this time last year. And it really, yeah. I mean, even just, even though I was doing gigs in Zoom for about yeah. the next the following year, it just taught me so much, and, and I think it was three or four lessons. She just fucking, she just, she's just a master of art. She's the best teacher she in Scotland. She, she is. Do you want to know what? It was, um, I had done about, maybe about 30 gigs or something, and then I got a message in my phone one day, and it was, uh, you've been signed up to this um, comedy class, yeah, Ultra yeah. Hang, and it was my pal that signed me up. He didn't tell me about it, he just said, there you go. And I didn't really know what it was, but I'd heard of FG before. So I went and done the class, and every week, I think it was like eight or nine weeks of training, but do you want to know what? See, when I was going to that class, it was daunting as fuck, man, because there was like 50 people in the class, and it ended up doing maybe about 25, but you had to stand up every week in front of everybody. And I found that harder than actual stand-up comedy in a club. Aye, aye. Because it's all... 
every single person at that class was there because they think they're funny and they want to be a stand-up or they already are and they're there for some lessons. So Aye. every time I stood up there, it was much harder than actual standing up in a, a club with civilians, you know what I mean? Just um, So uh, every week it was just hard, I, I thought, but I learned a lot. I learned so much, man, through Viv's class. Uh, and it made me want to learn even more. So, you know, the amount, see, since then, that was about 2018 or something I've done that, but see the, the the amount I learned then and the amount of books I've read since then. Uh, yeah. I, I've turned into, I, I think everybody that's into comedy is, but I feel like I'm the biggest nerdest stand-up oh. comedy geek there is <laughs> because all I do is watch documentaries. I watch every bit of stand-up I can old stuff, new stuff, and the amount of books I've read. There's a book, I don't know if you've heard there, um, Stephen Rosenfield. Um, um, I've heard that name. Stand-up. Ah, yeah, I've heard right, that well, book, he, He's an American dude, and he, 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 back in New York days, but you know, the 50s or 60s, um, he was basically a, a teacher for a load of big people who made it, and people that, and he still is, he's like, basically that, that book is like a Bible. And, I, and, I, and I've got an audio book as well, and I right. listen to it near enough every day, and I just keep going over it. They, they say if you get a book, you, you know, you need to read that book 10 times plus to get it all in your head. Well, I've honestly read this book about 20 times and listened to it. And <laughs> honestly, I just, and I just keep, and it's getting to the stage now, there's about fucking 80 chapters in this book, and it's getting to the stage now where I'm listening, I'm, I'm saying the next bit. Do you know what aye, I mean? Aye. And that's just an obsession with me because it, it doesn't matter what I'm into. If I'm into something, I'm in it. My boys are in it. My dick's in it. Everything's in it. And right. I'm totally in it. And that we stand up now, I feel a wee guy again. At where, because, like I said, I've always been obsessed with everything. It doesn't matter. When I was a wee guy, right? You, had, you played with toys. You had Ghostbusters toys, Beetlejuice toys. The fucking, right. I don't, you might have been into Star Wars and all that, maybe. Aye, aye, aye. All, all the toys you had, right? So you obsess over it and you just, everything that there is about that, you want it. Right. It was the same with music. Well, I'm sitting, I'm sitting then, here surrounded by my comic books still. <laughs> I, I, I've not got my glasses on. I thought they were fucking Hustler magazines or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, all, it's, all, it's all hardback um, collections of comics, man. Right. So, 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 so you know what it's like to be obsessed oh, with I, something. But, right, but even when it, even wrestling, when I was a wee guy, like, rest, I can't, could never watch it now. But see, the Attitude Era, WWF, 1999. Aye, aye. Everything was wrestling, man. Everything was, and it, you're just so engrossed in it all. So with comedy now, it does really, honestly, make me feel like a wee guy again. Yeah. It makes me feel that there's always something there. There's always something new. I can't believe it. Sometimes when I'm watching, I find something on YouTube, and there's that this new comic I've just found, and the guy's probably been doing it 15, 20 years. Like, How is that me just really finding out who this guy is? Yeah. And then I start obsessing over them and watch all their stuff and all their interviews. And, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And, and, and it's, it's there's funny. always it's, going to be something. When I when I started out, like, like if I, if I died Mars, which to be fair didn't really happen that much in the first couple of months, but when I started dying in Mars, like I would beat myself up because they didn't laugh. And now I still kind of beat myself up when it, when I die in Mars, but mere because I've wasted the opportunity. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just such a privilege to, to do that, to, to stand in front of a crowd and make them laugh. Aye. Do you know what I mean? It's... Aye. I think, 
Ej, det er de license guys. Åh, du har... En, jeg tror, det er svært at bare kind of studying up and stand up and stuff. I've been man- managing to watch a lot of documentaries and watching a lot of, like, I really watched a really good one about the comedy store, Five Par, called The Comedy Store. Did you see that? No, do you want to know why? I, I was hunting for it on YouTube and that, but is it, what's it on? Is it on Prime, Amazon or something? I think you can get it, it on Amazon, but it's not really readily available here, but um, I'll send you right. a link for it. But it's, Aye, I, I really want to watch it. It's fucking great, man. Um, but with books and stuff, my concentration's away, man. I've bought loads of books over lockdown, ordered from Amazon, and I'm not fucking, I'm not managing to read them. What you need to do is, you need Audible. Have you got Audible? <laughs> Do you have Audible? No, but I want to get it because it's got the Alan Partridge podcast on it, the, right. from the host house. Right, get Audible, mate, right? Do you want to know what? I've only got Audible. I use my brother's, right? He just, I've got Audible, the app, and he just um, let me use his login. So you pay something like, it might be like eight ninety nine a month or something, but see every month, Aye. you get you get free books, so you get totals to buy these books. Some of the books are like twenty quid and all that, but they don't cost anything because you're paying this subscription every month. So, aye, I'm sure you, <laughs> aye. So I've got this is just some of the, the, the books that I've been reading right on it. And uh, mastering stand up, Stephen Rosenfield, born standing up. That's a Steve Martin book. That's right, right. really really good. Um, what else? Hitting Your Funny Bone by Jeffrey Neal. That's good. Step by Step to Stand Up Comedy. Um, a lot of self-help books. Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Um, Do You Talk Funny? Um, How to Write Funny? 30 Minute Stand Up Comedy. Oh, mate, there's just there's so much. And see, if you just tune in, if, you've, if you're... I, I usually just go a walk and listen to them. And I put right. it in at night. I fall, I fall asleep listening them at night and the more you read and the more you learn it's just it's all information man it's all uh, it's all help in. do you know what i mean yeah. all comes in and the more you like i said that that stephen rosenfield one i've honestly read that about 30 40 times and i just i won't stop even as yeah. i spoke to viv g about that she's like mikey that's a great book she's like that's a bible and that that's what it is to me and, yeah. and i know because that, that that guy like i said it's for like the 50s 60s all the way through and just all the people that he taught and all the people that, that have came through him, it's unbelievable. So the guy, Aye. the guy knows his stuff. It's just all the basics, the fundamentals, everything you need to know. There's chapters on hosting. There's chapters on preparing. Everything, everything Aye. is in there, man. So you need get on it, mate. I will do, it. man. But it's, it's the concentration, man. I think because well, my mum died. Uh, what is it? Fucking December 2017, and I can I stopped taking drugs about the same time. Mm-hmm. And my concentration get quite bad. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if it was like to do with the kind of the, the shock, grief, or whatever, and also recovery as well. Like, Aye. but then lockdown happened, and my, my concentration really took a fucking nosedive. Do you know what I mean? It's it's like I can only concentrate in things that I want to fucking see. Like, aye, that's it. Do you know I mean, what I mean? And it's I know that, it's that. it's an issue, and I think it's a, it's mental health, and I think a lot of people have struggled with their mental health past eighteen months. Aye. Well, definitely. I mean, first of all, sorry to hear about your ma. Um, yeah. My ma died as well, just no long ago, about just yeah. over a year ago. Just a year um, cheers, cheers, mate. But um, at the start of lockdown, it was it happened through lockdown. But I, I, I had two choices, right? I could, I could have went, I could have just kept boozing all the time and get, getting on it and going out to the weekends and just try to hide everything and try to mask everything up, or yeah. I could go the other way. 
quit everything, give everything up. Um, you know, put everything I've got into my, my family, my daughter, my, my stand-up. And that, that's what I've done. So for lockdown for me was horrible for a start, right? Yeah. With just everything that was going on, losing, not just, uh, you know, some f- mates, my, my ma, and then losing what you love doing. Stand, yeah. I was getting right into my stand-up. I was getting booked for gigs and that. And then I, I, I was with my DJ and I was supposed to be DJing in Magaluf. I was supposed to be DJing in Ibiza. All the UK and it all get cancelled. So, yeah. and then you're kind of left in the house yourself to, to think about, about stuff. And then I think, I mean, through everything, through, through that whole lockdown and everything that you'd been through, all, all, all the, all the, kind of, you know, the, the, the booze you'd took, everything else you were taking, see, you just, just completely stop. Aye. It's the ultimate come down and the ultimate hangover. For, I mean, it just hits you and you, you, you don't know what you're, you don't know what you're doing for a good two, three months and everything starts going through your head. Stuff your past starts coming back to you and you, it really makes you a stronger person if you can get Aye. through it and understand why you see a lot of the, the suicide and all that. It's everywhere the new, do you know what I mean? And it, I mean, a lot of young lassies, a lot of young guys, a, a lot of close, close pals I've lost to it, and you can kind of see why they would do it, because right. if you've got their shoes on yourself sometimes, what, what stopped me for, for all that stuff was just, I've lost too many pals to it, and yeah. I've got a daughter, I've you know, I've got a, a good family, and I, I just couldn't do that to them. But see, right. once you come out the other end, and you start realising that life's not about Getting mad with it all the time and getting on it. It's not I even mean, about if, having fun all the time, really. Do you know what it's I mean? not about having, no, you, 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 you just see for yourself when you start to feel good. I mean, see, Jimmy, see every day I wake up, Jimmy Longmere, I feel <laughs> happy, mate. I feel happy. And I just feel buzzing to yeah. be here every day. I'm grateful now. I'm just like, I'm loving, I'm breathing. I, I've got a tiny knob, but I'm still here, <laughs> right? Do you know what I mean? I, 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 I'm zinging, I'm zagging. I, I do a bit of comedy. I, I, I've got good pals. I've got a good family. I've got. I love my daughter. See, see, and, with, I'm enjoying see, myself. See, with recovery and you losing your mum last year, because that's about the yeah. same time span, isn't it? Like you've kind of stopped Aye. drinking after your mum passed away or before. Or? Well, I, I kind of just before my my mum passed away, I kind of stopped drinking, right? And it, it was Aye. like, I, I, and then. It was like maybe one or two, three weeks, and then it was back on it again. And then Aye, I was like, I was going wrong. After it, it's just like you get to a stage where people that you know keep dying. I don't know about you, right? But see, the, the scheme I grew up in, it was almost like the scheme I grew up in, the scheme I hung about in, um, Whitlaburn and Fernhill, it was like almost getting to a certain stage where as if it's cursed. Aye. Because all your pals are just dying and it was like I'm not kidding it's like three, four, five boys a year and then it starts to go on and then my cousin passed away about four years ago maybe and he he was like a big brother to me do you know what I mean and and then his dad my uncle died my grand died my mom died and then three or four of my pals died after that so everybody's fucking dying around about you and I realised I can totally shut myself down and let all this get to me and let all this eat me away and let it get me down. Or I can make a decision and say, 
I miss them. I always will. Yeah. I love them. They're always in my head. And you're going to carry the love and fucking do something. But I'm here. I've got people to see. I've got people to entertain. Yeah. I've got I've people to make happy. I'm still here. I'm still living. I'm still breathing. And, I, and you're only here once. Look at all the people that are dying around about you. Yeah. If they had another chance, what would they do? Would they change their life? Would they? So now I'm just up every morning. Well, trying my hardest to get in my yeah. bed. A bit earlier, but <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, the, the, the last job I had, Jimmy, man, I, I was uh, I was working. Right, I, I get a sack, right, for right. for for time for being late in timekeeping, and I, I was working from home. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so how 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 the fuck does that work? <laughs> do you know what I mean, mate? So you need right. to you just need to realise that I life is hard. There's only two certainties. There's only two guarantees. You're born. And you die. Right. Whatever you do in between the two bits is up to you. If bad stuff happens to you, sometimes it's done to you and the, your outlook in life and the way you think about stuff. If you right. get up every morning, you're happy and you're grateful for what you've got, fucking watch the good stuff start to happen. I know. That's, that's, that's the weirdest thing, man, like for about lockdown and stuff like that, because it's it been a, such a bad time for mental health. Aye. Such a bad time for everybody and stuff like that. But I've, I've found ways to. Um, to combat it and do the things I love, and I've, I've got people that I love in my life, Aye, and it's same. Um, I love you, Jimmy. <laughs> I love you too, Mikey. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, you know, it's it's a, uh, and it's going back to that kind of the duty of stand up and things like that. You, you feel like it's kind of your duty to to do these things, to to entertain people, to to Aye. to laugh at the shit. Do you know what I mean? And with me with well, photography that's... as well, like I, I fucking I'm not even a good photographer. It. I, but I, I just, I love doing you're, it. You're, you're learning. You're, 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 you're getting better. You done shout out to Jimmy Longmuir, great photographer, guys, if you're watching this, get a book up. <laughs> because he came and, you, I mean, some of the pictures you go to make the fringe are fucking monumental. Is that even... <laughs> you know, no, um, I'll, I'll take it. I'll allow it. <laughs> because there, there, there's, there's one, there, there's a good few you go to me, but there's one that captures the fringe for me. And I'm not just saying this because yeah. you're on the podcast here. You took a picture of me and it was for behind me and I'm just walking up to the stage and Bob Walsh is on and he's just basically saying my name. Aye, aye. For me, that picture captures all the emotions and all the feelings I had at the fringe. Aye, man. And it's a cracking photo, man. <laughs> and I think, was it your missus that says to you, she says, eh, why is Mike, Mikey using a picture and walking to the stage and no one am on the stage? And, <laughs> and I was like, says, you've not been there. <laughs> you need to be a comedian if, to know. <laughs> if you were a comedian, you'd know about it. Because you wouldn't be asking stupid fucking like, questions. <laughs> I, I really, really appreciate it, mate. And the, the fact that and you got some fucking cracking photos of me and Alec Darkside as well. I know, man. I, I, do you know what I was? I, I keep thinking about that, man. Like, because I was running about. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't like the music, right? I mean, like, aye, that, I, it's hard. You know can... It's fucking banging. I know, I know, but it's, you know, I mean, I'm fucking. fucking I know what you mean, but like, I know, mate. I know. Like, but, even for me, now it's like, why am I still playing <laughs> this, man? <laughs> but I had such a good time, man. Like with it, with a trap, with a wristband, just able to go anywhere aye, and fucking aye, go taking aye. loads and loads of forties, man. And um, yep. actually, I don't know if I should be talking about this in the podcast, but. Fucking, I, I got one of you outside, right? I only managed to get one usable photo of you outside with, with your fans, right? And I was like, oh, that's a fucking belter, right? And I was going right, to send right. it to you. I was going to edit and send it to you before I started. It's one of the bird's nipples or something. I what's his tits hanging out? I was like, oh, <laughs> sake, man. Send it. Send it. <laughs> 
No, it's crazy. It was man. A, honestly, like, it was a belter of a picture, but I think you're going like that. So you're, you're pointing towards the camera and all that, and the last he's standing beside right. you, I was like, you can see her fucking tit, man. She's oh, only what, 19. Man. <laughs> Aye. Definitely send me that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I've uh, enjoyed right. it. But see, when I was editing them as well, I, I told you this privately, but I was actually listening to my old mixes. <laughs> in the voice as if everybody's all dancing to my music. Like, oh, this is fucking <laughs> great, man. This is like old times. <laughs> but, do you know what? That's what I used to do when I was a wee guy, right? I used to go in my decks and I would have my light suit and I would have a DVD playing Aye. ray footage and they'd be like, oh, they're all dancing to me. So that, I'd done that as a wee guy. You're, what age are you, 44? Well, I, don't, I, I was doing that like five years ago. I was watching like Don't Blink, the Chemical Brothers thing, man. Like fucking listening to my music, do you know what I mean? Aye, uh, yeah. Class, man. <laughs> but right. it is, it's, 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 DJing for, for, is just an amazing thing, man. I don't think I could, I genuinely don't think I could do it sober. I think I'd manage like six months or something and then I would just get pure right on it. You know but I mean? that's another that's another thing I realised with being sober. Um, that the whole amount of time I was DJing, I've been DJing. F- I got my decks when I was like 11, I'm 34 then. I got my decks when I was about 11 or 12. I started DJing in clubs when I was 17, and then by the time I was like 18, I was I was a resident for for a few different places. Oh, yeah. And I started playing all the UK and going to raves like near enough every weekend. Then I was playing in Spain, uh, Lorette de Mar, Ibiza, played in Germany. So I played all the place, right? But every single time... This is making me think maybe I should have turned my nose off at hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> every, well, this is it. It's, there's a market for it, mate. Um, every single gig I've done, I was probably the most pissed person there. Aye, aye. Right, I, I, was, I was booked to play gigs in... Have you ever heard of a place called Shepton Mallet? Aye. Right, it's at the bottom of the universe, right? It's 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 fucking. It's just outside Bristol. It's between Bristol and Glastonbury. It's the, the fucking very bottom of the world, right? <laughs> it's it's it, it, twelve years or thirteen years in a bus, right? So if you imagine this, we were getting a bus for, for George Square, seventy sometimes 50, 70 seaters, and we were travelling all the way down to Shepton Mallet. Now, for the word go, you go on the bus, and. Half an hour into the bus journey, you've already drank a bottle of wine, right? Right. Everything else that goes with it, you're non-stop drinking for 12 hours, and then when you get to the rave at 9 o'clock at night, you're boozing again. Now, the rave's on to 7 in the morning. Right. I was booked, I, I'm booked to play 6 in the morning to 7 in the morning. So the whole time, I'm a raver the whole way, and then I'm expected to go up at the very end and perform. Right. No, I've done this every gig I've ever went to, and it's only just recently there when lockdown kind of stopped. I get booked for Kidstock Festival, which is on Majuba Beach. It was in England, and that was my first ever time. In the whole amount of time I've been DJing, I DJed at a rave sober. Right. And and that's well, I mean, the way it's got set, to be. Now. Your set, your, your set was amazing at um, Dark Side. Dark Side. Do you know what I mean? I could see from the crowd it was good music. <laughs> <laughs> There was a lot of samples you were using. I, I, I didn't want to go up and talk to you because obviously you were busy, but I was like, I recognise that, I recognise that. I was, aye, right. What I really remember yeah. is you used still DRE for something. Uh, or did you? 
<laughs> no, I don't. So it might have been cut myself. See, somebody that was a classic set. Me and Alberto, ah, so yeah. it was good because some of the tunes that I'd played on that set, I've not played the tunes in like ten years or something. Uh, that's right. probably how I recognised some samples. <laughs> Aye, man. And like one of the tunes I played was a tune that me and my mate Biorec made, and it Aye. was like two thousand and eight or something. And it was a big track back then, and it it was a bit of an anthem, right? Aye, aye. And 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 that and and I, I, that that tune was probably in my set for like six or seven years because everywhere I went, people would always ask me to play it. Cut myself, it's called. Um, Biorec making motion, cut myself. So aye, aye. it was such a big tune for me. It was like almost a signature tune, right? But I hadn't played it in a long time, and then when I got to play the dark side there, it was a lot of youngsters. A lot of people that might not have heard it, and it, it still works. Aye, fucking. So just, I mean, the, the crowd. Everybody was just going, man. Aye. So yeah, yeah. That was a good one. That was a good guy with a with a gun. Fucking chill. A was about four foot in front of him, man. Aye. <laughs> and then he recognised was... himself. He's like, "Is that me?" Nah, that was class, man. That was brilliant, mate. No, honestly, mate. Like, just keep with the photography and that. Just keep going yeah. because. It's obviously a passion for you. It's always good to to have a, a few different passions. Like with the comedy, it's good for you because you're you're up there performing, and then you can get sneaky pictures of everybody. Aye, and they're good. They're, like I said, mate, the pictures that you got to make the fringe. I'm 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 really happy with them because. Well, I'm kind of I'm kind of struggling just now because like I've got I've got I honestly got right, I must have took about seventy thousand photos right like that that many, Aye. and fucking every night I was coming home right getting. A, but a hundred, I liked all the photos I've taken. But then I would basically just need what I thought of as Thanos in them. I would just need right. to delete half the photos. Do you know what I mean? Because there was just too many. Aye. And now I'm going back, Aye. and I've promised all these people pictures. I'm definitely getting a good set for Bob Walsh, and a good set for Masai Graham, and a good set for Alex Petty. But I fucking, I don't want to do it because it's right. reminded me of the fringe. It's it's like <laughs> it's it's break my heart oh, every time I go back. I'm like, I'll never get back there. Not till next <laughs> August, like. So I've promised all these people pictures that every time I go to edit them, I'm fucking, I'm wanting to greet. <laughs> Aye. What about, have you got any plans, see, for the next Fringe or anything like that? Um, I mean, my plans are to try and put mine shown. Cool. Uh, and I just really don't know what I want to do, do you know, because my stand-up stuff I'm writing the new and trying to perform is, is more about me as a person. Aye. So... I've got a load of stuff like my phone. I've just got tons and tons and tons of bits, but it's just trying to piece them all together like a jigsaw. But I've also got the characters as well. So a few yeah. of my mates have suggested why don't I do a Mikey Motion show, get a host. Right. And then the, the, let's say the host would um, you know, introduce host. me. Mikey Motion is the host and then the characters? No, no. Well, well, well that's that. I've asked I've the costume change and all that. Aye, aye, aye. That, so, so the eye saw came out as like Berkey Boy and it came out as the Sausage King and it came out as Ray <laughs> Rogers and it came out as all these different characters. So that, that, that's my idea. I would like someday maybe if uh, the Herald or something to sit and watch that and just aye, see what aye. they would say. Like, absolutely <laughs> pish. Well, invigorating or something. You're in touch with some great people now having done the French, do you know what I mean? You're in touch with like Alex and Bob Walsh and a few aye. other people, Alex Petty and um, Def- Hill, you know what, do you know what I mean? Like, just, just, just make use of the contacts that you made this year. Definitely, mate. I mean, I think, I think I'll definitely be doing wrong comedy again next year. Oh, fuck aye, man. I mean, I you was... know what I mean? Because I, 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 see on the flyer, it said Rude, Blue, Larry, Sperry. 
offensive comedy. And like I said earlier on, I was like, yes, because I think that's what I've done. See, like when people say that's it does what it says on the tin, Ronson. Aye. I think that's that's what I went up and done. And Bob, the feedback I got for Bob was amazing, man. Honestly, it was like he uh, said I couldn't write a better act for it for 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 this show myself, and I, I, I felt that because when when like I said when I got booked to do that, I was like this is where I can really shine. This is where I can. Aye. All the stuff that I write, I can I can try it out here because it's people know they're in for an, a, a, an offensive night of comedy. So it's like I mean I I remember I went to Gulp um, and Shawlands one night. Ah, yeah, yeah. And it, the, the the whole night it, it was like up the stairs and it was like maybe about fifteen people there, but everybody that went up was sort of just no dying or, or, or bombing, but they, they were running through their material, but nobody was really laughing. Aye. And I was kind of, I was getting a bit drunker, and I was on last, so I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm going to turn this around, and I went up, and I was just basically talking about wanking for five minutes, <laughs> and the audience was like a guy and his daughter, a few wee old woman here, and a few old woman there, do you know what I mean? But that's the material I had, and they were just like, what the fuck's this we guy talking about? But if you go to a night like wrong comedy, people's already got that we switch, and he'd switched on saying, right, I might be offended here, this is going to be out there stuff. And, it, and it, everything went well. I thought, man, I, I was really happy with every every night I came off. I was buzzing. <laughs> it's funny you made, you mentioned that about context, man. Like I've got you've seen my set, so you know what I'm talking about. I've got the bits <laughs> that I basically need to talk about: BDSM, dogging, toxic relationship, gaslighting, wanking monkeys, right. and Jimmy Savile to get <laughs> to get so I can see a Tinder date stormed out with all written in my hand. That's right. And at the um, fringe, man, I was doing my side Graham's one liner show at twelve o'clock in the afternoon. Usually went well. A couple of times it was more of a family audience, right. so it didn't go so well. And you could see them actually sitting, going, "This guy's a weird fucking masturbatory <laughs> pervert. What the fuck?" <laughs> right. So one day, right, I'd, I'd done about six gigs in the same day. One day, Aye. that was my that was my first gig. A family thinking that I'm a mad pervert, fucking going on about BDSM dog and stuff like that. Yeah. Five gigs later, it's midnight. I'm doing late with Kate. Kate's Smithwaite's gig, fucking fantastic, lovely wee gig in Cannons uh, Gate. Yeah. Do the same set. Audience are looking a wee bit kind of confused and <laughs> and like as if what? <laughs> and then afterwards, after my set, immediately after my set, Kate's hosting, she starts talking about fucking BDSM clubs and all that, and the audience is all going, I, I like torture garden. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I like Sparkle Fairy. I prepare the wee clubs where there's a wee room for you to go off and chill and all that. And I'm like pure uh, my god, man. So I'm too beige now. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Mate, it's mental, man. It's I think it all is context because see, like when I was at when we were at the fringe there, right? The set that I kind of I done it. I almost done the same kind of one every night, but I changed different bits. Set of then the kind the, the kind of stuff that I wrote on the pubs that day, I was adding them into the set. So to break that up, I had a gig at Pollock House. It was an outdoor gig. Aye, so right? with Viv G, we're just talking about. I the one I G and um, Chris. What's his name? Chris Forbes. Chris Forbes as well, I right. So it was a brilliant setup. It was weird as fuck. It was a there was a stage outside. So you're outside a mansion, and there's like maybe about 40, 50 people spread about the grass and sleeping bags, fucking camping chairs. <laughs> so I was like, right, I'm just going to go up here and fucking rock a show like I've been doing at the fringe, forgetting yeah. that it's a late night show. You know, some of the stuff was on the edge of 
I'm talking about transporn and all that, right? So, Aye. I mean, it is cleverly written. I'm no slagging it, right? Aye. I'm no, I'm no, I'm no bringing anybody down. I'm mere, I'm mere self-deprecating on it. So, you know, I'm not crossing any lines. I'm trying to take it Aye. to the edge, but I'm not crossing the line. So I done that set at <laughs> at Park House, and people were just <laughs> like catching flies and. There was a few laughs here and a few laughs there and oh, shocked faces. So that's good as well because that's a reaction and it, and it taught me, <laughs> yeah. it taught me, right, I need to be more conscious of that because I had yeah. to win the crowd back. Yeah. I to, I, I've, I've got a bit where it's kind of neutral for everybody and it kind of, it always gets a laugh and it's no vulgar. So I, I did win them back, but I need to know, no, I need to know my crowd. That's a talent right. itself. You need to, and, I, and I, I've, I've been starting to do that. So, so every time I do a gig, I'm, I'm learning something, and I'm learning things like, like I said, you need to read the crowd, and you can't right. just go in with jokes about R. Kelly in Afghanistan and what <laughs> like that. Right, you, you I've, to... got, I've got, I've got a joke that it, it kind of worked, but it, it, I think it was too personal. Like I, I talk about ending up in jail, and it actually did get grasped. Right. And like the joke used to be like, you know, I mean, I didn't hold any grudges. In fact, I actually did go to his funeral and people said I just went to piss in his grave. And like fucking, um, I said, don't be silly, man, he's getting cremated. Like, <laughs> but like, actually, when I was in jail, that's actually happened as well, right? When I was talking about my mate that had grasped me to some guy in jail, he was right. like fucking, you know what you do about that? And I'm like, what? He says, you just go up and fucking stab him in the kidney, right? <laughs> With a knitting needle. Yeah. And I was like, honestly, I actually, I mean, in my mind, I actually said this, but I don't know this is a time, you know, it was 20 years ago. Uh, I said, well, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, how no? And I said, because I don't want to spend the rest of my life in here getting advice off a cunt like you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, man. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> but I've tried to add that to my set, and I don't, it kind of worked. But at the same time as well, I don't know if it worked. Uh, and then I say I went to his funeral, so for all the people, all the crowd know I did actually stab him in the fucking kidney with a needle. Are <laughs> <laughs> you about a kidney crochet? <laughs> so it's it's a good it's a good add-on, but does it work? Is it too personal? Do you know it's weird? Do you know what I mean? Again, man, it just goes back to I think the crowd and the way you deliver it. Aye. Do you know what I mean? I mean one thing I learned with FG's class as well, in that book that I've been reading and a few things I've been watching is you, you can stone and tell a joke, right? And you can just say the words, which is a, could be a funny joke, but it could be a million times funnier if you show the emotions behind it. If you Aye. really believe in it and you show the actions and uh, like if it's something that you're upset about and you really fucking, I'm really upset. That That's funny for people to see Aye. the way you react. And if you really love something, the emotion that you put in behind it, that's, that's icing on the cake, man. That, that's, that, that, that really, I mean, that, what was it? I was watching, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's a stand-up teacher. He, oh, oh, what's his name now? I can't remember, right? He's a bald, he's an, a bald American guy. It'll come back to me, but he was basically a stand-up for years and he started going to acting classes and the acting teacher was like watching him like, like you think you're so funny, you think you just say your jokes and that's it. You need to act your jokes, you need to put the effort nah, in, you need to, so that people actually feel it as well, so that it's not just words. Then people feel it. Do you know what I mean? But I've, I've noticed that as well. In my personal, my personal life's been shit. Or things have been shit for us, man. I, do, I have. There's been a few gigs where I've just dialed it in, and that's that's the ones that I was talking about earlier. But I died my ass. 
You can't, yeah. you can't dial it in. Even if you've told the jokes a million times, you need to do your uh, utmost to make them appear fresh. Otherwise, the audience just on. smells that. The, the, the audience uh, smells that you're just no, you're no selling it. Uh, the smell that you're no present with them. You're just uh, up and you're just, you, you're just they're saying no buying it because you're no selling it. Aye, and it's like, you know what stand-up is, man? You need to make it look as if this is the first time you've ever said this on the stage. Aye. You need to make it look as if it's like you're here for them and you're there to entertain them and this is the first time this stuff is coming out your mouth. It needs to feel fresh. So I know what you mean, because I've, I've done that as well. I've went up and I'm maybe not been really into it that day or something's going on in my life and I just couldn't be bothered performing, but you, you need to push yourself with it. And Aye. when you don't turn up, you walk away gutted because... If you don't get a laugh and oh, why did that not work? You just you can only really blame yourself because when you're getting up to perform, you need to switch that button on and you need to fucking get right behind it. To put a, that's what I've started doing now like at the fringe. I learned so much, but before I was going on at wrong comedy, I was starting up the back. And I'm like, right, this is it. I'm going up here. This is going to be my best. I know here. I took 40s. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm like, this has got to be my best set I've ever done. Everybody's got to love me. People are going to ask who I am. People are going to want to follow me. People are going to say, I want to see him again. That sort of stuff that was going through my head. I didn't see, have, oh no, I'm nervous. I'm going to, oh, I'm going to fuck up. I had all positive stuff going through my head. See that photo we're talking about, actually? It's, it's on uh, Mikey's cover photo. And it, yeah, it, it might, I'll be very offended if he ever changes it. But um, <laughs> when I look at that, I think yeah. of Lose Yourself, Eminem. Right, aye, aye. Well, aye, I mate, mean, listen, it's, it could be that it's in the same ballpark. Aye. It, it's got that wee dingy. Uh, that's that a fucking that just aye. impending. Just get up aye. there and fucking do it. Like, mate, I'm telling you, man, I, I wasn't fucking mom spaghetti, nothing like that, man. <laughs> right, but. <laughs> But I was at the bar, and that whole day, I had like a ritual. Like I said, I was going to Edinburgh. I was doing my walking up and down the Royal Mile, getting my head clear. I was going into that wee pub, I was writing, and I was posting the stuff on Facebook. It was getting good reactions, and then I was meeting people like yourself, meeting some of my mates, and then I would take myself away from everybody, and I would just go back into my head, and I would say, look, don't be nervous, be excited. This is what you're here today. You're here to perform. You're here to you know, put a show on for people. You're here to make people laugh. It's what you've always supposed to have been here today. Aye. And now you're here. You're at the fringe, man. You, let's fucking do it. Let's just go <laughs> up and just fucking go with it. And, and, that's what, and that's what I'm trying to do every set. See, even if it's Aye. a fucking open mic set now and it's like in the Salsa Cafe or anywhere else, I, I've got the same mentality every time. It doesn't matter if I'm going up to perform in front of five comics because right. it's not a good turnout. And if I'm going to stand on a stage, like the Laugh or Cry show that I've got coming up, it sold out like two years ago. Do you know what Aye, I mean? It's yeah, that's in the Classic Grand. Classic Grand, 370 right. people. It's a big stage. Every, it doesn't matter if it's a big gig or a wee gig. I've always got the same shit going through my head now. No negative stuff. Or about me going up and just people and, and, and how the people are going to walk away from that. It's not Aye. about me. It's, the reason I'm doing it is... To, to make them enjoy themselves, to want to come back and tell their pals and make and see, have you seen this wee cunt? He's class, man. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You need to go and see him. That, every time I go up there, that's what it's all about. It's just about how how they, they're going to walk away buzzing, talking about me after the show. That That's yeah. what it's all about for me now. That's it. Cool. Well, just before we go, man, quickly, there was a joke that you done in your Facebook that I, I definitely want to see you do live, man, with the, you say that when you're walking a dog, when a woman's walking a dog and you go up and you look at the woman, look at the dog, 
smile and then nod and then walk yeah. on. But imagine it without yeah. the dog. <laughs> How creepy uh, that's uh, right. the dog. So, uh, so I, basically, it's like I need to see you do that, man. It's I've, I've, uh, it's become a mission. I've, I'm going. I'm going to get you to perform right. that because it's a builder, right. man. Do you know, man? It's like I've got so much shit like that. I've got so <laughs> much throw. I honestly have. I'm not just saying that. Oh, I've got so much. I've got tons of throwaway stuff that I put up all the time, right. and it always gets good reactions. But I forget about it. And right. if somebody like yourself said, "Have you ever thought about doing that?" And see when I actually think about it, I could do it. It's more like um, when you're walking by a woman, right? A, a nice, beautiful-looking woman, and they've got a wee puppy, and you look at them, and you smile at them, and you nod, and you've got that wee mutual, and they date back <laughs> to you because of the dogs there. You walk by. Why all of a sudden, when the dogs know they're I'm a creep? <laughs> I just think all... a, I, I, I honestly think you'd be a fucking absolute cracker of a joke. I'm not right. allowing this one to be thrown. Aye. I'm, I'm going to keep I, on I, your I'm back about right. it. But why all of a sudden, if you take the dog out the equation, I'm just a fucking creep. <laughs> and they're like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I, but I think that could grow arms and legs that bit, man. I definitely. Cheers, man. man. <laughs> Cheers, bro. All right, well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, man. Jimmy Longshanks. What a guy. <laughs> Honestly, God, mate, you're a good guy. I appreciate you getting me on the show. It was lovely to meet you at the Fringe and that. It's good to talk to you. And now you're just a pal, mate. I know. Cheers, you know man. You, you, same for you, man. Same for you. Hopefully, we'll I'll be back on even before the Fringe next year and talk about. Yeah. You, you, you were on live at the Apollo uh, and sold out the Hydro? Or, or I did? Well, can I, can, did I get a chance to plug some stuff here? Aye, absolutely, man. Aye, aye. Right. So, guys, I'll talk, well, I'll talk to the camera. Okay, <laughs> if you want to catch me, you can catch me on Facebook, Mikey Collins or Mikey Motion. You can go on my YouTube, uh, which is Mikey Motion as well. Um, and there's a few podcasts, a solo podcast I've done there myself, a bit in my backstory, if you want to get to know me. I've got loads of sketches and stuff on there as well. Get me on OnlyFans, Mikey under the flash. <laughs> um, I've thought about it, I've thought about it. Um, but you can get me on uh, social media. Um, I'll be posting about other gigs I'm going to be doing. Uh, I've also got another, I'm going to be starting another podcast with a guy, Stephen Galoni, does a bit of comedy. This guy's like the white Jamie Foxx, right? He's a pizza <laughs> shop, he's an actor, he does comedy, he's a DJ, he's got a studio. This guy is the white Jamie Foxx and we're going to do a podcast <laughs> together. Um, every maybe every Wednesday or something, and it's just us talking. Maybe getting an occasional guest on. We'll probably get you on, Jimmy Boy. Brilliant, man. All right, so um, I so I'm looking forward to that. I just yeah, <laughs> Ramadan. <laughs> three months Ramadan. Three months Ramadan. <laughs> Hashtag mate. three months Ramadan. <laughs> I and I need to stop eating takeaways as well. <laughs> I will. That's no, nice. Yeah, I fancy a McDonald's, man. But, um, <laughs> all right, cheers, Mikey. Thanks for coming on, man. Jimmy, you're a smasher. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Manamana. 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 Manamana.